The Twins fall flat in Sunday's. I was going to see Sunday's finale, but it's a four-game wraparound series. Uh, maybe good news for the Twins, but today was not good. Let's break it down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Sunday, August 21st. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Twins fall flat on a Sunday again. I remember earlier this year, Brandon, you and I were talking about how good they are on Sundays, and then that's kind of that, – that script has flipped over the last, like, five. It, it was not a good day. No, and to get four hits off Kohai Arihara – and Taylor Hearn is certainly not what the script should have been written as. So I, I'm a firm believer in saving your best fastball. A, a player that I'm sure Twins fans are very familiar with is Bartolo Colon. And back in the day, what he was really good at was uh, he could throw 96, which back then was a big deal, but he'd save it until the eighth inning. Twins fans who have been complaining about this team all season long, like complaining about them now, even though it's merited, is just too much for me. But at the same time, if you were to empty out a whole bunch of grievances, this would be the time to do it because this game was embarrassing. Tim Beckham's plate appearance late in the game, all that was just embarrassing. It was tough. Tough to watch. Joe Ryan was was pretty good today. And honestly, this reminds me when you and I used to talk early in the season when the Twins were getting consistently good starts, it felt like every single day, and they weren't scoring. And that was what contributed to the 4-8 and eight start in the first 12 games of the year a long time ago. But that, yeah. that this team is reminding me of that. They're getting consistently good starts, and they're just not scoring runs. Is this uh, – I wonder, like, is this – what type of problem is this? Because I think it's it's more complex. But, like, you look at the bottom of the lineup, and I think that's – yeah, the bottom four. Geo's been pretty good this year, but like a lot of that, three out of the four, you can't really rely on a whole lot. I don't know if Gordon was six through nine. I mean, how do you view this problem? It's an extremely problematic team right now, hitting approach wise. And I think Beckham was emblematic of that. I think Carlos Correa, he's up two yeah. zero, or it was two zero, and swings at just a yeah. pitch in on his hands. Or you tweeted about it. What was it? Three yeah, one where he three, popped. Yeah, he was three zero. He took one basically right down the middle, and and then yeah, he popped three yeah, one on his hands. Swing three zero. Then if you're gonna do that, yeah, I, I mean, again, I know it's in that moment. It's hard to know what you're gonna do a pitch later, obviously. But yeah, yeah it's just it's a it's a lack of planning. Which or what is it? A failure to plan is a plan to fail. That to me is what it felt like. And again, I know like my experience or your experience playing isn't normative. What these guys do is different. There's different nuances, but at the same time, that's foundational seeing how they failed today. And, um, you know, just inexcusable too many games like this that have come up once a week or so. The problem with them since mid May is when things are going well, they haven't been able consistently to stack those things on top of each other, like stacking wins and stacking good innings and stacking good starts and then they they don't do a good job preventing. I mean, they haven't lost more than three games in a row all year. But you lost last night. The offense didn't show up. And too many times we've seen them come out the next day and do the exact same thing. And that's that's been a problem for them 
is like, yes, it's okay last night. That's going to happen. But doing it a second day in a row against this Rangers team, it, it becomes a problem, and it's been a problem for months. And if I'm not mistaken, what is that? Um, three, two, three, five, uh, five runs in three games in this series? Am I, am I mathing that out right? Um, yeah. You know, that just – it's not going to fly. And the, the sign of a good team is how you respond to adversity – and they've had stretches where they've done okay, and then they've had stretches where you lose 4-3, and then you come back, uh, extra innings, you come back and just get smoked. The the fact that that's not super consistent how they respond, I think, is a fairly good indication that we still can't be positive this is a really good baseball team. I think it's a decent enough baseball team, and I look at the, the, the skill level top to bottom, especially with the guys they brought in at the deadline. This is a team that should be equipped to go nose-to-nose with Chicago and Cleveland. Now those teams both gave the twins the chance to run out and run off with it. And the twins just refused to do that. And for whatever reason, that means they're going to be in a dog fight in the dog days. And I know that that's not a very exciting prospect for twins fans here uh, over the last five, six weeks or so. I'm curious of your perspective. Cause people will say that to me all the time. We say it like, Oh, if they would have just closed the, if they would have just beaten, I mean, to me, like you're saying, I think you're saying that they weren't good enough to do that. And that that's kind of been my point. Like this is not a 90 plus win team. It's not a 73 win team from last year. They're in that 80, 80-ish wins range. And I think the question has been, is it going to be 88 or is it going to be 82? But I feel that they they weren't good enough to win those games. Like they they didn't have enough good players. Do you think that's that's accurate? Um, you know, I liked uh Aaron Gleeman's article on the athletic about the blind spot with Pagan. And the more I look back on it, like I, I I'm a big stats guy, but I also am a big like process guy. And so when I look at Pagan, you're like, man, you know, he's, he's got the velo and yeah. he can, he can spin it sometimes. And then you look and you're like, why would you ever, ever, ever think you could close games with a guy who allowed more than two home runs per nine last season? So it's like, I understand thinking you can get more out of a guy, but that's just, again, a failure to plan, and it's a plan to fail. Um, the the two best relievers on this roster were guys that nobody could have expected to step up. The bullpen was just a, a total question mark, and I thought there was enough talent out there. There's no denying that even with the guys that are on the IL right now. I mean, Cody Stashak could be a, a perfectly yeah. good sixth or seventh inning man. If he's sixth on your bullpen power ranking – that's great. Caleb Thielbart is in that mix and he's down there and he's, he's done a great job, um, you know, yesterday, notwithstanding, but they just, they, they didn't have a plan. And I think that blind spot with Pagan has reared its ugly head too many times and in situations against Cleveland, for instance. And, you know, it's, I, I, I teeter back and forth on if they're good enough for what you're explaining there, as far as finishing other teams off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a lack of killer instinct. I don't know what it is, but you know the 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 idea that you have to win all the games that are tight like that. You know, you can you can lose me with that. You can miss me with that. But I just like to see a little more moxie and a little more understanding that um, you know they should have built Pagan up to that role if they wanted him in that role, rather than putting him on that pedestal and letting him fall off time after time after time after time. 
MLB is coming to a close fairly soon. The NFL is starting. Get over and play at betonline.net. They have you covered. They're the best place for all your lines, odds, and games. Going to be such a fun year, I think, for the Vikings. Hopefully. I'm not going to get too excited. But we have uh, baseball to watch. We got football to watch and both coming up. Brandon, this is going to be a super interesting offseason for me. If I'm just like reflecting and thinking about the team mm-hmm. as a whole, like if we're let's let's say right now, at this moment, do you think that this year has been more of a stepping stone for them than than was expected, or do you think that this this season is a one off and they had a very good start and they've kind of they've floundered since? How do you view this year in the scope of what what people like to call like a winning? route or or winning window i think it's definitely a stepping stone that is confusing because carlos correa really wouldn't be part of a stepping stone if you're really mapping it out but at the same time royce lewis would be and he's hurt so it shows to me how the path to a winning window is not linear you know we saw the 15 team be good the 16 team be bad the 17 team be good the 18 be not like so disappointing that Paul Molitor got let go. Right. Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing though, is guys like, like for instance, Jose Miranda, we've seen him mature so quickly. And at the same time too, he'll have these instances where you're like, Oh yeah, that's a rookie still trying to figure out how a guy late in games is setting him up. So it's good to get that experience now when the, the stakes or the expectations aren't as high as they might have been, uh, let's say in 2020, after the 2019 team was so good, um, you know, the stakes were not as high. Now, with that said, because they're so close to first place, it's still frustrating for fans, and I get that. But it's not the idea that this Twins team was expected to win 95 games and they're acclimating all these rookies, they're acclimating all this. It's more like this has been a dogfight and they're scrapping the whole time. So I think the way I see it is it's a building block, but the problem is that even if the White Sox wither away, the Guardians have like the youngest offense in baseball. And I looked it up. They're like fifth in hits from rookies this season. So if their transitional period and the Twins' transitional period are in lockstep with each other, how do the Twins differentiate themselves? It's not by rotation because Cleveland's rotation is probably going to be better as guys like Tristan McKenzie continue to develop and Shane Bieber continues to be who he is, even with diminishing stuff. So – just what, what I need to see is how do the Twins differentiate themselves from Cleveland? To me, it's a stepping stone. It's a, you know something you jump on, and then you got to find out how stable it is. I, I think they've made progress this year, but that's not going to make uh, Twins fans who are living and dying with every game feel really good about where they're at at this, play, uh, at this point in time. My motto in the offseason before the lockout was make it matter. Make it make mm-hmm. the Buxton contracts matter. Make a big – like if Buxton stays healthy, it was mostly about Buxton. Yeah. And, and at this deadline, you could say the same. Like make having Carlos Correa matter by making additions. And I think they're trying to take advantage of the White Sox having a down year when they were supposed to be good and yeah. the transitional period in the division. They're trying to take advantage of Luis Arise having an incredible season. You mentioned Miranda. You want to mm-hmm. take advantage of those things too. You know, you want to try to – you can't guarantee your rise is going to be the same next year. You can't guarantee Buxton will be relatively healthy. So that's why there's more, I think, pressure than there is for Cleveland because you feel like this is the start. And for the Twins, it probably is in a different way. But I just – you want to take advantage of that. No question about it. And in a manner of speaking, they've been just kind of in that mix near the top. Cleveland has had their times where they've struggled, Chicago struggled, whatever. The Twins have kind of remained in that competitive ether. Uh, 2016, the 
number one overall pick, notwithstanding. Uh, so they get more of a target on their back. You know, they're they're repeat division champions and and all that. So yeah, um, you get the idea that if you win the division twice, your window has to already be open. So any progress after it is a closing. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think they still have a ton of young talent, but at the same time, too, um, so does Cleveland. And Cleveland's got an army of back end starters that they'll probably be able to turn into decent number two and three starters. So the twins are going to have to be creative and it's going to be a fun off season, but I'm hopeful, hopeful that it doesn't start uh, a moment too soon at the end of the regular season. Yeah. White Sox, uh, you know, the process is sour there, but I don't expect it to be as bad next year, like to have the start they did. So once again, it's, it's an opportunity for the twins. If they're able to come back and win this division, that's three out of four. And you're looking at 2021 and saying that was an off year for, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of changes the perspective. Thank you everybody for joining us. Brandon, thank you. Final words on this game today. It's as frustrating as it is. There's a game tomorrow. And not only that, there's a game tomorrow against the same team. Salvage the split, move on. Houston's going to be a meat grinder especially if Cole Sands is starting the first game. So it's uh, it's going to be a dicey one, but we'll see what happens. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back. Comment, like, subscribe, Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Thanks, everybody, for joining us and following along all year as we are nearing September. Thanks, Brandon. Enjoy your Sunday, brother. I'll talk to you soon.